name is Matthew Dawkins, and I am joined by my co-host Dixie Cochran. Hello. And special guest Richard Thomas. Hey. Hello. Woo! It's always fun when the boss is on, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it is. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> the boss. I'm yeah. being sincere. I, I, I get to do all the bossing. Bruce Springsteen. Oh, is that how Bruce Springsteen <laughs> sings now? God, he, he's let himself go. He's, hasn't he's, he? he's, he's trying to clear his throat. Uh, but yeah. Elvis. Those sound like yeah. Elvis singing a Bob Dylan song. <laughs> See, that was my problem. <laughs> just, just had heard Dylan on, on the car uh, on, on Sirius XM mm. uh, just, a, just a few moments ago. So I think, I think. Dylan got into my head, man. Got into your head. My head. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, as you may be able to hear, listeners, Eddie Webb is not with us. He is currently appropriately for this episode in a cabin in the woods. Yeah, mm-hmm. l- listening to Dylan. Yes. Or getting attacked by monsters. I don't know. Yeah. Or getting attacked by monsters to a Dylan soundtrack. Or uh, pug bears. That's that. Pug, pug bears. bears. Yes. Yeah. There we go. That's the hybrid. I don't know we've been why we for. never have that. We never. Yeah, that I'm like mad Pugmire that we yet. never had that in yeah. Pugmire. Right, let's stop the recording bears. and get to work. <laughs> Send a rudder to Eddie in the woods. Make, Rich, make, a, make, make a pug bear. Got me. Rich, draw it, Matthew. Stat block. I got the description. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and that is how we make books on Onyx Path. Yep. It's pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Let's put on a show, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was something I was being asked in the Onyx Path news yesterday while I was doing that live stream was how do we manage it? How do we manage to get a new product out every single Wednesday at Onyx Path? It's quite remarkable. Un- unseen elsewhere in the industry, apparently. And I think there's, there is a part of it that is basically what we just said. Uh, there, there's a there's a system. Sometimes We've had it's, those. Yeah, sometimes it slows down, sometimes it mm-hmm. speeds up, but there is a system in place and everyone plays their part. The writers, the developers, the editors, the artists. We all come together and come out with these wonderful uh, books, wallpapers, journals, <laughs> and uh, occasionally even dice roller apps. So. Ho! Um, yeah, I mean, the, uh, the way with the, a lot of times... We're okay, and then especially like when we were going through the whole the whole COVID thing, where the 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 U.S. mail was down, and so our proofs were coming anywhere between three days after we ordered them and three weeks to, mm. to a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that that was the hardest time I think to get something out every week because we just we were just like running like uh, we think it's going to be here. Yeah, maybe it'll be here by Wednesday. We don't know. What do we have? What do we have in terms of wallpaper, Joe? Uh, Joe? <laughs> who's, who's Joe? <laughs> Joe's our wallpaper guy. Oh, okay. So, I, actually, the uh, gender non-specific. Ah, oh, okay. okay. Our wallpaper person. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, enough about wallpaper. I've got something far more exciting than the wallpaper, and do that you? is yes, it's Manos, the hands of fate. Ah, the master. <laughs> Yes, the master, the master. Now, anyone who is familiar with MST3K will probably know Manos. It's maybe their most famous episode. I, I think it's it's probably the one that got me into MST3K on the sci-fi mm-hmm. channel way back when. 
Yeah. And it is a an overlong for what it contains story of a family that gets lost ends up in the hands of a clutches cult. the clutches yes the clutches <laughs> that that would be better than just saying hands 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 the hands of fate which is what manos the hands of fate means of course uh and uh, yeah that's where the movie ends more or less it has all kinds of uh, popular characters that have entered the mainstream such as torgo mm-hmm, uh, the mm-hmm. sort of Satyr Eagle character and and the master himself, uh, who is not the master from Doctor Who. Uh, oh, if only. Yes. Although uh, I think he does have a pretty nice uh, uh, beard goatee thing going. He on. he has a mustache, but no no Ainsley goatee. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's a pretty seventies look for something that came out in sixty seven. I guess it was so, ahead of its time. So he's got the <laughs> he's got the Harry Reams. Um, Porno uh, star mustache. Well, I wouldn't like to to comment as to the purpose of the mustache, but the reason we're discussing Manos, the Hands of Fate today, is because we are running a one shot of They Came from Beyond the Grave, which is a direct sequel to Manos, the Hands of Fate. Ta-da! I think yes, this sequel should be called Manos, the Fate of Hands, mm-hmm. just to keep it on track. It is set one year later than the original Manos, which was 1966. Can you imagine? Uh, so this one is going to be in 1967. And uh, we aim for this game to run around an hour in length. Why are we doing this? Well, because this month, uh, for a very short time now, given when this episode will be uploaded, is uh, They Came From Month for the Onyx Path 10th Anniversary Celebrations. Woohoo! So if you're listening to this when it goes live, you will have a very, very tight window to get They Came From products at 90% off uh, their regular cost. So do take advantage of that while you can. Uh, But it's okay. If you miss it, do not despair, because in November we will have another game line uh, with 90% off. It won't be They Came From. It will be something else we haven't announced yet. So, yeah, something to look forward to. Ooh. Yes. Um, the uh, the other thing I think is, is that it's good to do it this way is I think sometimes people when they want to sit down and play one a, a game they're not quite sure what they want to play mm. and um, they came from is is a natural for take something you've seen and play it like in this case we're doing Manos but um, there's there's all kinds of, uh, of films and TV shows that you could just go yeah let's just uh, yeah, we're gonna play through this thing um, you're doing it as a sequel you could have decided that it was the the film itself you know the, yeah. the actual scenes from that mm-hmm. if that would if that would be fun for your group to, to kind of play through and say well I would have done it this way well let's see what happens uh, so yeah that was what was on my mind because we have released of course our they came from plan nine uh, which is Pretty much Plan 9 from Outer Space and a sequel to it in a tasty bit form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I did re-look at Manos uh, with the idea of running this as just, you are going to be playing Michael, Margaret and Debbie, uh, the family that gets uh, lost and captured by the Master and his minions. But I realized those characters completely lack any character or color whatsoever to the point of almost being negative individuals. You know, they are inverse 
characters, yeah, black I, holes on the screen. I had heard so much about Manos before I finally watched the MSU 3K one, obviously, because it is the most famous one. But I was mostly surprised at how boring the family was. Yeah, they, they have no agency. I mean, this isn't... I think the time has probably passed to be critical over Manos. It's It's gone down in history. But the villains, oh, yeah. specifically Torgo, wow, what a, a rich figure of horror cinema a shame we didn't get to see more of him yeah it, it there's there's a whole backstory to him and everything that there's it's barely even hinted at, at in the thing why is he walking the way he is things like that and uh and and they just never went into it but no. i think that the fact that 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 the I think one of the reasons why Manos is potentially the most famous MST3K thing is it has the perfect combination of speed of of of, of storyline unfolding um, for the quipping that the the the, the crew do, uh, the ro- robots and the host, and um, and also because the people are kind of ciphers. Anything they throw out there is going to be legit, and we're more interested in hearing what they say to liven up this this thing. Than, um, in, in I, I have watched some films where I actually start to get into the movie, and then like they're 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 continuing to quip, and I'm like, yeah, but I was trying to hear what the guy said. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen that often because they do a great job picking the films, but um, I think Manos is absolutely perfect for for mm-hmm. what for what they did because of that blankness. Well, especially that first 30-minute stretch where they are just driving, just driving and driving and driving with occasional <laughs> cuts to a couple making out <laughs> elsewhere in Texas. Um, so That was Lee Harvey Oswald, by the way. It, it could have been. I mean, 1966, I would have wondered the, the, the logistics, uh, but, you know... It's, uh, oh, yeah. Oliver Stone will tell you all about that. All part of the conspiracy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Back into the left. So let us get into Manos, the fate of hands. The fate of hands, no. By way of they came from beyond the grave. So, listeners, if you are not already familiar, they came from, just as all other story path games, runs on a D10 dice pool system where eights and above count as successes. Tens count as two successes, so that's good. However, enhancements will basically improve your roll. Therefore, if you are a dead eye with a gun, that may count as an enhancement. If you're practiced with a gun, for instance, or if this car is a car you've owned all your life, you know exactly how to take corners with it. That might give you enhancements. Complications, however, may come from the fact that the gun hasn't been maintained or the car has got a flat tire. You can still drive the car but it's going to make the role more punishing. There will be some kind of backlash to your role unless you're able to buy off the success, the complications with additional successes. In short, it's a very simple dice pool system with a advantages, disadvantages sort of counter added onto the edge. Now, in they came from, there are a couple of extra features, and we will be playing with them in this one-shot. Uh, we have quips, and we have cinematics. Each character has three quips on their character sheet. Whenever they use a quip, they will gain a die to their next dice pool, specifically if it's a dice pool that relates to the use of that quip. If that dice roll is successful, they can keep the quip and use it again. Next time they use it, they'll gain two additional dice. They can do this all the way up to five additional dice, which is frankly ridiculous. (laughs) And uh, that is basically what will get them on the poster and put them in the trailer, maybe even an Oscar-winning speech 
I mean, who would have thought the sequel to Manos winning an Oscar? You never know. They're more likely to get a Golden Globe, I suspect. The Golden, golden Raspberry. <laughs> the gold, yeah. The Golden Glove or the Golden Raspberry. I think it's open. Open either way. And we also have cinematics. Cinematics are our meta powers that allow you to change the fabric of space-time, or in this case, the fabric of the movie reel. Uh, in our case, we're playing with five cinematics that we may or may not see. We have cheap sets, which for the cost of one rewrite will allow you to basically burst through walls, floors, ceilings, whatever you like, really, as if it were made of paper. Costume change, which costs two rewrites, allows you to basically disappear offset, reappear in a completely different costume, in disguise, if you like, or not. Uh, you could change into a costume for any particular reason. <laughs> but if you're trying to smuggle yourself into a cult, that's a pretty good cinematic to use. Uh, you've got I Know Him. That costs one rewrite. It allows you to reintroduce a supporting character who either appeared in a previous game or earlier in the story. So if you want to introduce a character from a previous game, you're really going to have to rack your brains for the other they came from as I've run. Uh, and then we've got I'm a Serious Actor. One rewrite. Essentially, you can start performing as an actual actor who is stuck within this terrible B-movie and gain social skills as a result. This is, as I mentioned, this is your trailer speech. This is the thing that people are going to remember the movie for. Finally, we have one that has been thrown in in tribute to Neil Breen and Manos the Hands of Fate. It's one I've created for the purpose of this game, Stock Footage. Uh, as stock footage appears frequently in Manos and somewhat frequently in Neil Breen's Fateful Findings that Eddie and I watched last week. Uh, this is a one to three rewrite cinematic, where for one rewrite, you insert a simple piece of stock footage. It may or may not be impactful, uh, such as an eagle flying overhead. For two rewrites, uh, a stampede of buffalo approaching. You've all seen that piece of stock footage. And for three rewrites, probably some public access war uh, war bonds footage, you know, uh, where we're going to see the Marines arriving on the beaches. Oh, Okinawa, or somewhat, something like that. Uh, now, things that appear in stock footage will not actually appear on set, but everyone on set will be aware that whatever is going on in the stock footage is going on around the set. So if you want those Marines to suddenly be advancing on the Valley Lodge uh, because your characters have just got there, use that piece of stock footage. It might change the course of the game. You never know. So, our story sees Robert Defoe and his daughter Ziggy taking a family vacation, not vocation, vacation, <laughs> into beautiful rural Texas. Uh, I know that may sound like an oxymoron. I'm sure there are parts of Texas that are both be beautiful and rural. Mm -hmm. Where they are to meet up with Aunt Alicia at the Valley Lodge. The Valley Lodge is a very popular holiday destination in Texas. There's there's caravans, trailers, there's there's tents, there's there's even a watering hole that that helps with that kind of camping uh, expedition. And Robert and his daughter Ziggy, well, they're not typically going on these kinds of family vacations. Ziggy, as many a daughter her age has, she has some problems with her stick in the mud father. Uh, not helped by the fact that Robert is a goddamn FBI agent. 
Yeah, Ugh. so so that that pretty much cuts the opportunities for fun down to below zero. Uh, not helped also by the fact that you're taking a family vacation in rural Texas. Um, but you're not just here for the holiday. Robert is here with an ulterior motive. Dun, 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 dun. You see, he was on a case investigating the so-called Hans or Manos cult. This was back in 1966. But due to lack of evidence, beyond some hysterical Texans that kept speaking about their livestock getting rustled, the Bureau redirected Robert to civil rights disputes. Robert isn't the kind of detective to let something like this go. And so when it came up, a possibility for he and his daughter to take a vacation, he decided he'd give this cult one last stab. They were supposed to be in the El Paso area, and wouldn't you know, that is where, in our, let's say, in our Chevy Suburban family car, we're currently driving through the desert. Robert in the driver's seat. Ziggy, are you in the passenger seat or are you sitting way back? I'm in the back seat. Yeah, yeah. So you're being chauffeur driven. Yeah, yeah. I got my I got my legs up. Mm-hmm. Reading a comic book, you know. Now, players, why not tell us about who you're playing? Anything extra that you'd like to add? Uh, I didn't add that sound effect. That's my doorbell. Uh, so, <laughs> so, um, so I will return in just a second. So why don't you tell us a little about your characters, Rich and Dixie? You can go ahead, Rich. Okay. Well, uh, like you mentioned, um, Robert, uh, and he, he insists it's Robert. Uh, no, never no, Bob. No, never Bobby. No, no Bobs. No Bobbies. That was never. Well, he wasn't <laughs> all that fond of that attorney general anyway. Um, so so uh, just can't let it go. Just can't. It eats at me. Eats at my gut. Gotta Bob, find out. Bobby gotta find out. Oh, gotta, no, this Manos guy. <laughs> this this uh, this whole master thing and 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 the cult. The cult just is just. I gotta stop him. I gotta crush him. Are, I I wonder if if you're dressed for vacation or do you always dress like an FBI agent? Are you like uh, on vacation I'm and like poorly a, like a suit? dressed for vacation? Okay. Uh, it's what I think maybe people wear when they go on vacation. Mm-hmm. So it's those, you know, those Bermuda shorts, oh. right, and the white socks, but a white shirt and tie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no tie because I understand. You know, I mean, it's I'm I'm not you know, uh, I'm supposed to be a journalist. Yeah, that's your cover. So I got sunglasses and uh, and, uh, and uh, kind of a Hunter S. Thompson hat on. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then one of those big brownie cameras that I will put around my neck before uh, before I get out of the car. Yeah, you look every every part of the journalist. I should say, audience, uh, what we're doing with this game, we're having a bit of an experiment uh, just to show the crossover compatibility of They Came From. We have a detective from They Came From Classified in the form of Rich's character, Robert. And we have a wild child in the form of Dixie's character. And Dixie, who are you playing? Yeah, I am playing Ziggy Defoe, uh, Robert's daughter. Um, 
my concept on my sheet that was given to me less than an hour ago is petulant youth. So apparently, <laughs> petulant youth. Um, and I am every bit the rebellious '60s teenager. So I'm probably wearing, you know, jeans and like little boots. Maybe, maybe like a little leather jacket over it. Uh, definitely pre, you know, the 80s, like, band tee uniform. So even though I feel like I'm a rebel, everything actually looks really clean and put together because mm-hmm. the 60s hadn't quite figured out punk yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I probably look more like a, like a 50s greaser than I do, a, like, punk rocker. Oh, very nice. But 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 I think I'm rebelling. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, probably 67? I, I probably have very long, very straight hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Susan uh, Defoe, that's your your mother and uh, and wife, um, respectively, um, was all too keen for the two of you to go on vacation together. She's always found, she said to you before you left the house, flashback now as you're driving behind the wheel, we go back to Susan speaking to you in the kitchen, Robert, as you're there sipping your black coffee before work. You've really got to make an effort to connect with that girl, Robert, it won't be long before she's flying the nest, and when she does, that'll be it. She won't be coming home again. Why don't you take her somewhere nice over the summer? Yeah, yeah, I got a thing I gotta do. It's it's always things you've got to do. That's the problem. Why why not just relax a little? I can I'll look after the house back here. God knows I've got enough chores to catch up on, and you can. Enjoy yourself. Actually, relax. God, when was the uh, last time you relaxed? Well, yeah, I relax all the time, honey. I mean, uh, I love reading the old case files. Those are good, and that's uh, that, that's that's relaxing. She's shaking her head as she squeezes a grapefruit. That's a that's a common uh, signal. I, I relax. I relax when I have one of my 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 cigarettes. That's right. Yeah. I don't know, Robert. I just sometimes I sometimes I wonder. Sometimes the only times I see a smile on your face is when you're recounting your your time in the in career. Well, you know. Ever since you put a shirt on tie and started working for that J Edgar Hoover. As a, he's a he's a great man, honey. He's a great man. She slides your glass of grapefruit juice over the counter. Now you know you need to drink that for your heart. Yeah, all right. Tastes like piss. <laughs> <laughs> a nice functioning relationship. <laughs> it takes a long drag on the cigarette and then drinks his grapefruit yeah, juice. God, I need a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> And we cut back to the car drive, the journey, which has been going on for an interminably long time. Certainly feels that way. Don't know what it is about these Manos movies. It seems whenever you're in a driving scene, they last hours. Now, we're not going to play through it lasting hours. This isn't some avant-garde art house they came from. (laughs) That'd be pretty good. (laughs) We're just in the car, just the two of us. Nothing exciting happens. Yes, folks. uh, Fast forward uh, this this episode of the Onyx Pathcast for an hour. And we will be wrapping up getting out of the car. Hmm. Do the two of you have any conversations, or is it an uncomfortable silence as you drive through Texas? Uh, I I, th- I think probably most of the of the the thing is uncomfortable with 
vague and scattered attempts to start a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah, probably so, in the back uh, so I can like roll still, my eyes. Still listen to those uh, those Beatles. Oh my god, uh, that's so 1964. Uh, okay. I'm not some little teeny bopper dad, you know that. And she goes back to reading her thing. <laughs> yeah, you're not sure, Robert, but it feels like you got turned around somewhere. You're doing the good old fashioned, putting the map out over the steering wheel mm-hmm. and it increasing <laughs> the, the length of the damn thing to cover the entire dashboard. Texas is a big state, after all. It just keeps going. I've this, yeah. map, this map is three inches thick. Yeah, hold, hold this end, honey. I'm going to fold it again, fold it again, fold it again. <laughs> Uh, and as you do so, can you make a pilot... What the hell is Nacogdoches? Uh. <laughs> can you make... Hang on, we're in Iowa. Can you make a uh, survival... No, pilot and dexterity roll. Alright. I'll go up here. Uh, dexterity is one, pilot is two. I just happen to have three dice. That works out great. Yeah, Rich, Rich can only find three dice, so... Uh... <laughs> Alright. Uh... What is this? Oh my God, what number is this? <laughs> okay. Uh, so what do I need? What do I? I, I think I, I think I got a success. I got a nine. Yes, that three. is a success. Now the road, as you've got turned around, it's very bumpy. It's very rocky. The yeah, the good news is you've avoided managing to burst one of your tires and having to stop and change it. I lit cigarette f- and fell into my lap. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. The complication does mean they didn't just fall on your lap. It also set the corner of the map on fire. Christ on a cracker. Uh, Ziggy, you can see your father frantically beating this map with his hands while trying to maintain control of the car, which you can see through the window is no longer on any kind of highway. Yeah. Um, I'm going to lean up and I'm going to throw the map out the window. That is what I can think to do in this moment. Have a rewrite for making the game more difficult. Okay. What the hell, honey? That was Texas! It was on fire! All of Texas is gone now! We we can get a new one at a gas station. God. What's a map cost? Like 40 cents? You know, maps don't grow on trees, honey. I mean, kind of. Trees are made of paper. It's made of trees. So... Really, anything made of paper grows on trees, kind of. Just saying. Can I ask for a survival and resolve roll from Robert and Ziggy now to see whether you can work out how long ago it was you left the road? Whether you can make your way back to it? Is it target number eight? It is indeed. I actually got four successes on that roll. Wow. Woohoo! Yeah, I rolled an 8 and 9 and 10. And a 2, but yeah. I accidentally shot myself. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> we in the glove compartment looking for another map and uh, put my finger right to trigger. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, a good FBI agent never puts the safety on. Yeah, because you never I, know when you might have to shoot somebody. I had that removed. Yes, as J. Edgar Hoover said, that was his mantra. Yes. I catch any of you with safeties on, you're out! Out! Right. <laughs> or with dresses prettier than mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Ziggy, all that leaning against the window, staring off into the middle distance, wishing this trip could be over, could a- actually help. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you, you kept track of where the road was, 
and you could easily direct your dad back to it if he wasn't being such an ass um, with, without without trouble. Hell, you could probably take the wheel and drive better than him at mm-hmm. this point. You probably. know what he's like when he loses temper. He just starts... He gets frantic. He's not a violent man. He's just a very... Intense? Yes. Yes, that's <laughs> a good word. A generous word to use to describe your father. Oh my god. You just gotta go that way. Just just take a right. Okay, or or don't listen to me, that's fine. Whatever. Uh what the fuck gonna just gonna go this Uh it's up to you then, Rich. Are you going to follow your daughter's advice, although doing so will concede that you are wrong? Never. <laughs> we're not at that. that part, we're not at that, that. That part of the of the storyline where I would start listening to her. <laughs> no. Yeah, we have to establish our antagonistic relationship first. That's yes. right. And and but just by and through, I've got to do something really dumb so everybody goes, God, that was why did he, why did he do that? Uh, through this opening scene alone, we have established more about these two individuals' characters than Manos, the Hands of Fate, did for its three protagonists in the entire movie. So well, probably congratulations. Probably because they were all 80-yard the entire movie, so... Yes. <laughs> and so you continue driving into the wilderness. The... <laughs> and the Badlands, uh, they live up to their name. Uh, Rocky. Yeah. It's the worst road ever. Mm-hmm. It's not a road, Dad. The car's sun on is it. setting. It's gotta be a road. Oh my god, that's not how things okay, fine. You're turning your headlights on, are you are you admitting that the sun has beaten you at least, <laughs> if not your daughter? Now look, that would just be dumb. I'm an FBI agent. I know how headlights work. I they don't do like give it, you a but I'm gonna turn them on. Alright. And so just as are we just do, driving across the like flat expanse of Texas desert? Apparently, apparently so. Um, We're gonna hit vein. the road any second. Oh, this now. is so boring. Thank you. Good use of uh, quip there. Thanks. Uh, do keep in mind you get an additional die to your next roll. Mm-hmm. I should have given um, Rich a quip of Russian fashion, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> quip uh, frustrated noises. Yeah. Mutley. Uh, what I, what I, uh, fresher, fresher, fresher. what I will say for anyone who is, uh, well, you know what, this game may just remain in the car. Uh, <laughs> it, it's we probably don't need to do anything more than that. I mean, if you keep heading this direction, you'll be in Chihuahua soon. Um, so yeah, just just keep heading south. Uh, we don't want to get any dogs involved in this. It didn't work out well, Manos. <laughs> Uh, but if we were playing a full game of They Came From Beyond the Grave, this is actually a good opportunity, listeners, to tell you all about relationships. Uh, not in a sort of, now I'm going to tell you about relationships and when when people love each other. More that uh, attitudes in a game like this can change. Characters who dislike or like each other can form bonds with each other. And this can basically give them bonus dice to certain actions if they're working sort of in engagement with the attitude that's been established. So, for instance, if, um, in this case, Robert, if he was to do something to prove that he was superior intellectually to his daughter, 
he may actually gain a die because that's him being full of pride. But likewise, if she was doing something to subvert him and show what a complete bumbling idiot he was, she would probably <laughs> gain a die because she is superior to him. Usually relationships work when characters complement each other, but there's no reason they can't work antagonistically as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just laying that out because I think it's useful for people to know. There's lots of facets that you can use in story path games, and that's one of them. But that isn't what we're using right now. Instead, we're going to ask yet again for Rich to make a pilot and dexterity roll. I don't like to return to the same well of dice pools often, but uh, this one is essential. That was what we started with there, right? Yep. I can make something happen there. Uh, What do we do with a 10? Uh, It just counts as two successes. Okay, two successes. Okay. Uh, In that case... Just as you're about to start arguing with Ziggy again, put those damn comics away, or worse to that effect, you see a man in front of your car, hands up in a ah kind of a way, like you're about to run over <laughs> this man. He didn't see us coming, our headlights are on. <laughs> That's very true. Well, you've only just put those headlights on is the point. Ah, okay. Yeah, somehow gotcha. he didn't hear you coming, driving across the desert in uh, in your Chevy, but, you know, we'll go with it. It's a movie. Uh, Rich, what's Robert doing? Oh, I definitely... The, the brakes come on now. Normally, with something like this, I, I, I twist the wheel and it would be a big spin with dirt flying and everything, but because this is uh, a Manos thing, we're just going to, like, stop the car. <laughs> 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 And we cut to you two standing outside the car, looking right. at this dishevelled man. I've got, I've got the, 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 because I'm staying in character here. Mm-hmm. Journalist, I've got the, the camera on my neck. You are very it's, believable. Yes. Oh, thank, thank God, thank God! This very dishevelled man, he runs up to you. He falls to his knees, Robert uh, and and Ziggy. He falls to his knees. He clasps clasps his hands together. Oh, thank God! Help me, help me! He's insane! Insane! I tell you, he's insane. Whoa. He has my he has my family, my family. God, whoa, man, da- man, who are you talking about? What the, the heck's going on? The master, the master. He has the my ma- family. Oh, oh. You've got what? to help. You've got to help me. The master. The That's master what I said. What? I don't know, really. I mean, uh, he he seems to... I, I think he runs the valley larger. I don't know. I got very confused. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, my family and I, we, we got lost. Uh, we were trying to find a hotel. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, we've got to get back there. We've got to save them. I don't know. He, I saw him sacrifice his wife what will he do to mine probably and my sacri- daughter probably sacrifice her oh god yeah i can't even speak it you I, should be you should be ready for are that are you talking though. about human sacrifice man are you on drugs uh, i've got thirsty so i split a cactus open what of it I'm just, I'm just saying this is why have you honey, got three honey, heads honey, honey you don't want to question this stuff that's not how this works. Is that how what works? Random men in the desert talking about sacrifice and masters? I see a lot of things in, with the Bureau, okay? Oh, the, okay. the Bureau? Mm-hmm. Aren't you a journalist? Yeah, yeah, the Bureau <laughs> of uh, Newspaper Journalism. Yeah, oh, so yeah, yeah you know, I, I, I good old BNJ. BNJ, that's what I work for. 
I inferred from your camera and and yeah, that getup that you were uh, some kind of reporter. So I'm that's right. I'm down here to cover the Golden Rodeo, you know, Texas style. Uh, well, well, before you do, please, you've got to help my family. Sure. Weren't we going to the Valley Lodge, Dad? Yeah. Yeah. So you're oh, you saying... don't want to go. You don't. That's where we were going as well. But I don't know. We might have got turned around. It was very See, difficult it. to tell. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, if you if you if you weren't on the road like us, you you would totally get lost. So. He looks behind the car. Yeah, I remember my us driving on some very uh, bumpy terrain. Yeah. Uh, These right, Texans, well, they don't know how to lay roads. That's their problem. Eddie, I I I, hmm. I got to ask you to do something for me here, and and I know it's not what you you what? like to do with your rock and or roll. Uh, oh God, Dan. what what? Uh, There's a thing I got to do. I got to go check this out. Um, well, I'm obviously coming with you. I'm not going to sit out here in the fucking desert. Yeah, you'll have to stay in the car. No, no. Yeah, you stay in the car. I'll I'll crack a window. <sighs> Fine, let's go. The man, clearly trying to win some loyalty from Robert, you've seen this kind of thing before from criminal types, he he says, I wouldn't let my daughter speak to me like that. Sucks to be do, a little, do a little crunch neck thing. Uh, shut up. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, uh, yeah, of, of course. Uh... Get in the car. Passenger seat. He does so without without another word. So I can keep an eye on you. All right. So you return to the vehicle. Yeah. So uh, look, uh, if we're looking for your your wife and son, you better tell us. Uh, no, my daughter. Yeah. Uh, what are their names? Her, her name is Debbie. Uh, my, my wife is Margaret. Sure, it's not the other way around. Uh, I'm pretty certain, although I have got turned around to fair amount. Uh, my, no, my, my, my wife is definitely Margaret, I remember, and he has a flashback scene now to their wedding day. <laughs> and then a random cut to two teens making out in a car for some reason. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a, and a yokel sheriff chewing tobacco and knocking on the window with his flashlight. <laughs> well, howdy. Uh, and we got cut back to our brave heroes navigating their way through the Texan desert. <laughs> I, I'm really not sure we're going the right way, sir. Uh, well, why don't you tell me the right way, then, since you know where you were, and I well, don't. I, I keep trying to look for landmarks, but it's nighttime, we're in the desert. Uh, he points at what could be a... Um, well, there's a large outcropping of rock, probably some mesa of uh, some variety. So, I remember that place. I remember that place. It must be near. Um, Robert is enough of a, an actual agent that he could maybe have followed the guys. You know, you, you slowly drive along the, the back path of the, where the guy was walking. He was walking mm-hmm. through the desert. He probably left some tracks. Yeah. Got the headlights on them, so we're seeing them as we're going along. So that's what we, we've been doing. Okay. Now, in that case, uh, you are you follow the tracks all the way to a cave. Uh, it's, it's not a cliff face so much as a large uh, amounting of boulders and rocks, but there is an alcove within, and he says, this, this is where I was staying the night before. L- in listen. a cave? Oh, 
I've been out here for a year. A year? He has another flashback scene. Uh, so in a very cheap B-movie, this is where they would use an awful lot of the roll footage from the original movie to fill up time. Uh, as it is in this case, he basically recounts the entire plot of Manos the Hands of Fate up to the point where he was enslaved by the Master, and that just within the last week he managed to free himself from such mental shackles before he fled into the desert. He found sanctuary in a cave just briefly before then bumping into you. All right, all right, all right. I turn the car around so the headlights are facing into the cave. Good idea. The master has eyes everywhere and hands. So are you saying we're walking from here? Uh, just stay, stay in the car. You come with me. We're going to go take a look at your cave for a second, okay? The man looks at Ziggy. Uh, he, maybe for a few seconds too long. I, I just stare him right back in the in. The, in the face and uh, blow a giant bubble with my bubble gum. He twitches, uh, his eyes sort of squinting and his head jerking a little. Oh, yeah, so the car now is he still sitting there? Uh, he then climbs out after having a bubble burst in his face. <laughs> your, your your daughter, she, she's she got an attitude. Uh-huh. So, yeah, What's yeah, uh, ju- just What's this What's it way. to you? Uh, no, no, nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, it's just the, the, the master, he... Um, yeah. So yes, just it's just this way, just this way. All right. Show me where you where you were bumped up for the night here. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. He um leads you into the cave. Do you allow him to go ahead? Yeah. Uh, so with the illumination of the headlights, you are able to see a there's a blanket uh, that's stuffed up in a corner. Uh, it looks like there's some straw, perhaps some um, some vegetation there as well. It, it's like someone's just bundled a load of natural trash and uh, stuffed it in a corner. And he points and says, "There, there, 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 there that's where I was. Um, that's that's where I was sleeping." So uh, now that we're just the two of us. Yes, 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 yes. Just the two of us. Yes. How did you get away? I, uh, I, and his eyes flick back to the bundle, which suddenly lurches into motion uh, slowly as it creeps <laughs> and grows, <laughs> and you behold a strange character. A man who appears to either be walking on goat's hooves or calipers. Very difficult to tell. One hand removed at the wrist and replaced with a burning stump still smouldering. One year on. It was magic after all. (laughs) And this satyr figure. Yes. Yes, good. Good, Michael. Good, good, Michael. The master, the master will appreciate this. Yes, yes. And he lurches toward you in a vaguely threatening manner. Michael lets out an exuberant scream, which Ziggy, back in the car, you hear. Yeah, I'm going to get out of the car. (laughs) I don't know anything about this, but I have a pretty good idea who you are. I'm taking you down the hard way. Good quip use, thank Roundhouse you. Roundhouse punch. 
Right, right into old Torgo's face. <laughs> all right. Uh, Ziggy, you can... Oh, again, this is still all illuminated by the car headlights. There's not much mystery to this. As it is a dreadful movie, it is being shot in full glare lighting. Right. And uh, so, yeah, everyone's bleached beyond recognition. But you can see that your father has suddenly been, well, not cornered so much as flanked by these two wild-looking individuals who I'm aren't gonna, paying you any attention. As I walk up, I'm, like, be, be, before I walk up, I, I think I will lean forward and get my dad's gun out of the glove box. Because <laughs> I know where he keeps it. Ah. Damn kid, I told you to keep your hands out of there. <laughs> I, I feel like you might need it. I'm trying to help. If it's not my cigarettes, it's my gun. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will try to approach quietly. Okay. Uh, in that case, could I ask for Robert to make a close combat and let's go for a might roll, close combat and might. For Ziggy, let's go for... Hmm. Uh, if, as it's a quite approach, I think athletics or larceny, mm-hmm. either of those could work in dexterity. Sure. Um, since I used that quip, do yep. I get a, a add a, Add an additional die, please. I get one, too. Yep. Well, glad I had that, because I rolled one success. Oh, I On got a five ten, dice. nine, nine. Oh. And eight... Another eight and a one. Wow, Six Robert, successes? Yes, Jesus. Robert Defoe learned to fight dirty in Korea by the sounds of it. <laughs> these these things aren't taught to you by the FBI. Uh, good thing I didn't have, I, I had my bayonet, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, on that number of successes, I mean, typically we wouldn't start conjuring things out of thin air, but this is where stunts can very much be purchased. If you want a bayonet up your sleeve... <laughs> I don't think I want to kill him just yet. <laughs> I want to dissolve the cult. I don't necessarily certainly want to stab it to death. <laughs> well, yeah, with that, uh, so again, listeners, you can purchase stunts with additional successes. With this number of successes, one of the simplest forms of stunt you can purchase is to essentially increase the damage you deal. Mm-hmm. And with this amount of damage, yeah, you would be knocking Torgo straight off of his calipers and onto Knock the him out cold. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, so, yes, with your strike, he sort of leans back at the knees. It's... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because his legs are bolted in such an unusual fashion with his satyr hoof costume, uh, resulting in, yeah, him just sort of collapsing backwards in what must be a very painful way. Uh, His feet still firmly planted on the floor, but the rest of him out flat. Uh, But Ziggy, you only got one success. With one success, I would say that you're able to get the gun, but you are not able to do it without notice. Mm -hmm. So uh, the hooting and hollering Michael runs at you. Ah! He screams, oh running towards you. I, I, I will try to shoot him. <gasps> oh, okay. Because I think he it, is scaring me. Yeah, this is a reaction. I would go for aim and dexterity, please. Yeah, I'm gonna have two whole dice tears. 
Oh, I'm yes. not trying to shoot him like in the head. I'm trying to shoot him like well, in if the body mass. Go yeah. for just. I was told you, Heidi. Go yeah. for the center. Remember, you can use a quip if there's a quip you want to use right now. You might get an additional die. Uh, yeah. Um, you said that he was very disheveled and weird looking. Very much so. Nice outfit. Did your mom make it for you? And then I shoot him. <laughs> Harsh. Harsh thing to say before shooting <laughs> yeah, Matt. Damn. I, I was gonna save it for for if, if we saw the master, but I can just use it again if I need to. Yes, you can. <laughs> I got two successes. Okay, so that means you get to keep the quip as well. Nice. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm going to make a roll just to see how well he does at uh, evading your gun shot. But I have no doubt not... at aims. This is very funny to me. Yes, his, uh, the odds aren't really in his favor as he is running straight towards you and jumping around. He's lit by headlights. Yeah, uh, this is more an aberrant thing he's looking to do than (laughs) they came from. (laughs) Um, And yes, uh, he failed absolutely. Uh, So as uh, that's two successes and you've used a a quip that's essentially award winning in this case. So uh, go ahead, you, uh, you dictate what goes down, Dixie. Yeah, um, just as he's running at me before he gets to me, I shoot him like in the thigh, essentially. Okay. Just just to make him go down. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't really know much about guns. Um, I was probably aiming for the center mass, yeah. but uh, I'm not I'm not good at guns. Yeah. Uh, but just 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 to make him go down too. So it's 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 me and Dad standing and these two on the ground now. Okay, I think that's what happens then. Uh, the bullet drills into his thigh. The, his scream continues, though it's less one of happiness and excitement and now one of absolute pain because you probably shattered his the bone in his leg. But uh, we don't get into those kind of grotesque details in a game of camp horror like this, except when it's strictly necessary. In this case, he falls to the ground, <laughs> blood gushing out as if a hose pipe were in him and of a lovely technicolor red hue. Coating the side of your Chevy, Robert. Ah, oh, for crying out loud. What the hell is going on, Dad? Ah, my leg! My leg! Maybe you shouldn't have run at me, you freak. What the hell uh, is that all about? Well, uh... Honey, first of all, give me my gun. Here, God. Snatches it out of her hand. Alright, second of all... Have you, as you just snatched a gun uh, that I would say has not been put into any kind of safe mode, uh, could I ask for you to make an aim and cunning roll, please, to see how smartly you do that? Sure, I thought say, well, cunning's okay. Yeah, okay. I hope you have some aim with your background. I do. Four, four, nine, seven. So you got a nine. Okay, well, in that case, the gun doesn't misfire. You don't uh, drill another shot into Michael as you pass the gun over to each other. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Whoops. (laughs) There goes the headlight. Honey, do me a favor. Go in the trunk. Pull out. I got got some... uh, some rope in, in the back there. Why do you have rope? I, I need first aid. I don't need rope. My leg. I think you hit something important. Yeah, you you attacked me. I, w- I was confused. Fine, fine, fine. Shut up, you. And... I've trapped you in your deception, you liar. I will go and get the rope. I knew you were going to lead me into a trap. 
sometimes the best way to break a trap is to shove your head right into it. Again, that should be a quip. <laughs> <laughs> I got a million of them. I will, <laughs> I will come back and I will hand the rope to, uh, to, to Robert. All right. Yeah, tie this guy up and wrap some of it around but, above the wound on his leg. I don't... Oh, fine. Come on, you could do it. I know I can. I just don't want to. <laughs> Ziggy, um, as you're tying hmm. him up, I'm not going to make you roll to do it. Uh, actually, no, no. Um, uh, yeah, as you're tying him up, uh, for whatever reason, your father insisted you go to Girl Guides when you were growing up, which has probably made you turn into the rebel that you are today. Oh, yeah, I was definitely a Girl Scout, and now I am. <laughs> yeah, you have your badge in first aid and rope. And we didn't talk knots. about gunshot wounds or tying people up <laughs> in Girl Scouts, Dad. We mostly sold cookies. Rope and knots is the same thing. Oh, my God, fine. Anywhere, anywhere you can do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Jesus. God. As, as you're doing it, uh, Michael looks at you and he says, the, the master, the, the master would, would like you. You've got fire. That's nice. I'm thanks. Thanks, buddy. Shut the fuck uh, up. I'm going also into the glove compartment, getting out my uh, uh, handcuffs and I'm going over to uh, Torgo. Torgo the... is just trying to clamber to his hooves, which is no easy right. thing. I snap one onto his actual arm that has a hand, an actual hand, mm-hmm. and then opposite ankle no. or whatever or whatever that is above the hoof. Yes. So now he can kind of stand up, but he's going to be schlumping around even more than he normally does. Yeah, that is quite a sight. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's a sequel. I figure we wanted to one up the Torgo moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, re- release me! Release me! The master, the master will not be happy. The master will be disappointed. Oh, that's uh, that's too bad. That makes me that makes me sad. He might be disappointed. Do you know what he's the master of? The master. Look, kid. There's some uh, some bad people out here. Yeah, okay? I'm, I'm asking this weird guy. I'm not talking to you. God. Uh, okay, sorry. Oh, sorry, Dad. I tried to tell you something. Ugh. Torgo can't <laughs> look you in the eyes, Ziggy. Unlike uh, Michael, who perhaps isn't so far gone, uh, Torgo is constantly averting his eyes. Uh, but he does say, the master, he's the master of... Uh, of wickedness and and hands and and women and and dogs. That's way too many things. I criticized him once, and he took my hand. There's a flashback to the first movie again, <laughs> uh, where he doesn't criticize the master. He fails the master and has his hand removed and set on fire, which is where Torgo is last seen in Manos, the Hands of Fate, running off into the desert with his wrist on fire. Yep. Uh, but, so, uh, yes. Uh, God, I, I need a cigarette. Hold on. Crack a new pack, pull out a cigarette, lean into Torgo's stump. <laughs> nice. nice. Now look, pal. Where's the master now? The master. I take care of the place while the master is away. Yes, you do. That's good. Where's, where's, the, where's the place, and where's the master? The, the place. The, the place is the house. The house is over the mesa. Uh, but uh, if you go there, you will not come back. You and your your 
your offspring you should drive you should drive away yes yes uh, you should you should drive away from here i take care of the place while the master is away where's he where's the master now he is preparing his next ritual it is why that failure he tries to point at michael who was passed out from blood loss and instead he just <laughs> falls over because of course it's very difficult to point when your hand is handcuffed to your ankle uh he <laughs> he says that, just... that 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 failure wanted to buy his uh, his daughter's freedom and the master agreed if a if an older replacement could be found so the daughter's still alive and still with the master yes yes is she at the house what am I doing? What am I saying? What am <laughs> I am betraying the master? I will tell you nothing, nothing. Well, I think he's told us enough, Dad. It's over the mesa. There's a house. There's a girl there. We probably shouldn't leave her. Just saying. The master will enchant you. He will bewitch you. He will. He will. He will. Go on. Uh, he will. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm emphasizing. <laughs> uh, well, you know, sometimes you got to do that. I understand. Uh, <laughs> tell you these uh, these cultists. They're, uh, they're how many uh, how many people are at the house? If all the wives are there, then there's going to be uh, now nine wives and the master. Nine wives. I think it's too many myself, but you know, I'm not one to oh. sit in judgment. You want to lose another hand? Uh, exactly. Too many to handle. But when you are Manos, the hands of fate, you have many hands. He thinks that's very funny and starts laughing to himself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'll tell you about those hands. They left their greasy prints everywhere. So we're going to track them. That's another good good use of a quip there, Rich. Remember to add that die. Thank you. Uh, all right. So, so we're going yeah. we're to help Torgo get into the car. Why? Can we just leave him here? Uh, I could leave him here, but look at him. He tries to get up again and falls over to, uh, to punctuate that point. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I'm going to go wait in the car. You do whatever you want to do with your goat man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what, honey. We'll compromise. I'll put him in the trunk. Okay. Put him in the trunk, then go over to uh, to Michael. Uh, Torgo compliments you on the capaciousness of your trunk. This is better than where I usually sleep, he says as you close the trunk. <laughs> Nighty night, Charmer. Michael right. is unconscious. Is he, is, did, uh, did, did she tourniquet him okay when she roped him? Let's find out. Uh, Ziggy, can you mm -hmm. make a medicine and intellect roll, please? Sure can. I got two successes. Two, yes, uh, the, the bleeding, well, while it has not stopped, it has slowed. Mm -hmm. It is actually remarkably difficult to tourniquet a... Uh, a wound thigh. to the thigh, yes. yes. Uh, but but damn it, if she hasn't given it a good college try. <laughs> uh, well, he'll probably die. But 
gonna uh, take the uh, the uh, another pair of handcuffs because I got a bunch. And uh, <laughs> you just open the glove box and just handcuffs just they just falling out. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> and because it's an old American car, it is a huge glove compartment. Yeah, there's a shotgun in there as well. <laughs> Howitzer. Yeah, flags of all nations, a ladder. <laughs> yep. Doves. Sparklers. Yeah. Um. Uh, handcuffed so, the guy with his hands yes. behind his back, as well as the rope job that she did, because mm-hmm. yeah, you can't be too sure with these people. No. Throw him in the in the back back seat. Oh, he's gonna get blood all over everything. Yeah, you only just got this up reupholstered. Man, these people piss me off. Alright. <laughs> uh, Ziggy, are you in the back with the unconscious Michael, or are you now sitting up front with your father? I'm sitting up front now. Ah, it's a spirit. This is a watershed moment, Ziggy. Robert has never allowed you to sit in the front of the car with him before. Even though I'm, like, almost an adult? Yes. You know, you really can't say you're an adult till you shot someone. And, uh, so I'm an adult now? <laughs> you, 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 you came up in the... In the uh, in the game there, kid. I've actually moderately impressed my father by saving myself. <laughs> exactly. I didn't have to save you. Yeah, so this is where our attitudes might actually change. Yeah. So you... you I reverse... remember I was in this MASH unit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and this is where the guys get to worsen again. <laughs> I knew this four, guy, Hawkeye. Four, four, four oh, uh, seventy-seven. Seven. Uh, so yes, you reverse from the cave and make your way up to the mesa. So there was this Turkish guy. He was a soldier. He was going nuts. He was going crazy. I was laying there. I'd been wounded. He was yelling stuff, and the doctor. He grabbed the doctor, and he was gonna. I don't know, a scalpel or needle or something. I don't even remember anymore. But uh, yeah. is, is this story relevant to anything? This this is like your Tarantino no, we're driving... monologue. I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the just camera driving. slowly um, zooms in on your face while you're talking, reliving it was your. That, war it was days. it was that day that I realized I wanted to join the FBI. At which point you hear thumping from the trunk. Master, master, we are close to the master. Let's and, hope so. And sure enough, uh, scat- among some scattered trees, you can see a rather run-down-looking farmhouse. Well, who would build a farmhouse on a mesa? And well, a small garden beside. Uh, it looks unlived in, abandoned for probably quite some time. But this is the place Torgo told you about. All right. Is it uh, is it still uh, nighttime, or are we getting to daytime now? We'll say that dawn is approaching because movie logic does not have to follow the logic of our accepted solar system. <laughs> well, I'm not waiting in the car with these riders. I'm coming with you. Yeah, well, I think the car is going to get kind of nasty anyway. So yeah. So I guess um, because I probably don't have like an actual weapon, I'm going to grab like a tire iron out of the car. Uh, okay, so you open the trunk, and when you do so, somehow Torgo has freed himself from his handcuffs. Ah, shit. 
and he goes, ah, and tries to throw himself at you, his burning stump thrust out. Could I ask you to make an athletics and dexterity roll, please? Yes. Uh, two successes. Uh, in that case, yeah, that, that beats his lunge. Uh, he just falls to the ground. Uh, he, if, if he were to be suffering complications right now, he has overcome them. Uh, but yes, he shuffles and crawls and is shouting out, Master, Master, I have brought a new sacrifice. I have brought her to you. You can get the tire iron now, um, at least. Can I, like, throw a wrench at him? <laughs> Yeah, you could hit him with a tire iron. Oh, okay. I didn't know how like far he was from me. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. He, he is incapable of moving beyond a uh, shuffle. I would like to hit him with a tire iron. Yeah, okay. I'll drop the entire toolbox on his head. So yes, uh, go for a close combat and might roll, please. Uh, two successes. Oof. When combined with the nasty head wound that your father did to him earlier, with his broke his jaw. Yes, with his spinning roundhouse fist, um, you have uh, stoved in the back of Torgo's skull with a tire. Is, is, is he knocked out again? Uh, he's probably dead. <laughs> Honey, uh, you took him down the hard way. <laughs> Is that is that actually one of your quips? Yeah, <laughs> a variant on that. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. I like it. Uh, whether he's dead or not, that's definitely brain. Ew. And he didn't have a lot to spare. <laughs> yeah, well, let me check it. I gotta check those uh, handcuffs. What happened there? Uh, it turns out that that hoof that he uh, he had attached was an artificial foot all along. Uh, that was also a, a stump that presumably where the master had removed his foot for a transgression in the deep and distant past. Oh, man. Why he replaced his uh, amputated foot with a ill-moving hoof, you will now never know. Unless he kept a diary. Oh, the diary of Torgo. We can merchandise that. Yeah. <laughs> There's like got to be a shot after uh, Ziggy hit him, where she just kind of like looks looks at the tire iron and goes like, yeah, hmm, all right then, you know, like a little <laughs> like it that, works. That, that that worked really well, actually. <laughs> yes, you've already, you've now shot a man and stoved someone's skull in. And, uh... yeah, I... I'm a very violent teenager. So uh, yeah, the whole... go. <laughs> we're gonna have to cover this up at some point, but that's okay. Honey. That's what we do. Yeah, I figure if my dad's an FBI agent, I can just get away with murder for real. Sadly, possibly true. So, are the two of you approaching this house? Yep. Going to start with the gun in the waistband uh, and. Uh, oh, that's shirt, a great place for it. Mm. Shirt over top and the camera out. I'm going well, to honey, creep behind him with my tire iron. Honey, we're journalists. I I think it's too late for that, Dad. Well, they we'll see. He was just screaming about the master. Somebody probably. I get a feeling that they hear that all the time. Okay, all right, all right. I'm still not giving up the fire iron. No, don't give it up. Just hold it to your leg there. Okay. As you approach the house, you can hear the sounds of public domain music. Something <laughs> vaguely 1960s and hippie like lots of twanging, the occasional sitar in play here. And hippies. 
through the through the windows you can see a a bevy of women dancing in a sort of sashaying shimmying fashion you know one arm out and head goes towards it the other arm goes out head goes towards it all in perfect synchronicity this is probably the best part of the movie if you were to critically appraise it the the dance choreography it isn't too bad. It's very simple, mm-hmm. but it's not too bad. Uh, which means that in the movie, we would now be watching this entire dance routine until it comes to its conclusion. But in the game, you can interfere. Okay, so first of all, is there a, a younger... Uh, uh, because according to the file that I read, at least, uh, Debbie was not that old. No, indeed. Uh, There is a girl uh, outside of the circle of dancing women who looks frankly fed up with the entire proceeding. She's sat underneath a rather ominous looking painting of a pale faced man (laughs) with a porn star mustache and intense eyes. All right. So, honey, that's the master. If you see him, hit him with your tire iron. Can do. Don't let him talk to you. Don't look at his eyes. What? Do you actually believe that he's magic? No. I think he's a dick. You can look in the eyes of someone even if they're a dick. Trust me on this one. Fine, fine. You can hear the women's voices rising to a crescendo of Master, 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 Master! And all their hands go up in the in the air. In look at all those hands! Yes, mm. woo! Oh, are you, you actually sh- are you shouting out? Keep those hands up! Or... I haven't yet, but since <laughs> you suggested it, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I thought I just All misheard right, pull, you. Pull the gun! <laughs> it's the FBI. Keep those hands up! Once again, the journalistic cover goes out the window. Yeah, before... the, the, <laughs> the hell with it! <laughs> Keep your hands up. This is the New York Post. That's the uh, that's the Bureau of. Uh, Newspaper journalisms, yes, BNJ. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, no, we're at the denouement here. I'm going to go right for the FBI. In that case, can I ask for a command and presence roll? And Absolutely. you are go- there's a lot of characters here. You're going to need to roll well. Uh, bear in mind, you have used your um, your quip right. twice, uh, so you get two additional dice to this. All right, I got nothing in command. Wow. I'm a f- well, you're a detective. I'm an agent. Yeah, I'm an exactly. Agent. Yeah. All that time in Korea, you didn't learn any command. Wow. He was a private. He, he never, <laughs> I kept getting busted break. back down. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I wouldn't take their commands. Uh, all right, what do we got here? Eight. Off to a good start. And a nine. Then. Okay. So it looks like. Oh, you oh one more. So on. Oh. That's right, I have three. Mm. Uh, what is that? That's, uh, I said the word three, and it's a three. So, okay, two two successes. Okay, and that's including the plus two dice from your quit. Right, because I have a one presence. Oh, you've only got one in presence. Oh, my. You are You'd have had me yell at them, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to help. Uh, this might actually be yeah. a good opportunity. Uh, can, because... I, can I stand there and look threatening with my bloody tire iron? <laughs> 
Yeah. He means it. It's real the FBI. One of Torgo's eyes is hanging off the end of it. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's how hard I hit you. You had threw his skull t- into his eye. And pulled his eye out backwards. Yep. Jesus Christ. Uh, this is Manos by way of Eli Roth. So could I ask for you to uh, call to me the bear FBI agent? Make a uh, make a command and presence roll, Dixie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, two successes. Two successes. Okay. Well, with four successes between you, uh, the the women do stop their chanting, uh, but it's not sufficient to break through the hypnotic effect that the master has put on them. They keep their hands up. They stare at you, they glare at you, and then they slowly turn toward the painting. Clearly looking for some kind of divine guidance here. And then... What's Debbie doing? Debbie... Oh, yes. uh, Debbie, seeing uh, this, frankly, unusual event, sees you at the window. She gasps. She says... Mummy, we can get out now, Mummy, we can escape. But Mummy, who is in this circle of dancing women, is not for listening. She runs up to that woman, who she identifies as her mother, presumably Margaret, and she tugs at her flowing gown. Mummy, Mummy, we can get out now, we can escape now. But still nothing, she just looks at the painting of the master. Debbie looks at you desperately. All right, run over to the painting. Should I yank it off the wall? Okay, you yank the painting off the wall. It reveals an alcove, and stepping out from that <laughs> alcove comes in all his glorious hand-cloaked glory, the master, <laughs> who for some reason, his kink, is watching his wives dance while he hides behind a painting and looks through the eyes. I don't know, but I'm not going to shame him for it. He steps <laughs> down... <laughs> His cloak billowing, his eyes fixed on yours, Robert. Put that down. Uh, could you make a an integrity and composure to see whether you can maintain your gumption? I can certainly take it a, take a shot. Um, bearing in mind, I knew not to look at his eyes. You did. You did. Here you are just responding to the power of his voice. Nine. Well, we haven't and, needed cinematics at all. And th- three. Oh, well, it's only one success then. Uh, so you are partially affected. You're not. Uh-huh. You're not doing everything he says, but you are slowed effectively. If the, if you had just gained a condition in story path sense, it would be to effectively half your speed, if you like. There's something rattling around inside your head. Again, flashbacks to the war. That's right. We're going to use the stock footage. Oh, okay. Uh, what are we going to nice. have stock footage of? The Korean War. So lots of... And daka, 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 daka. And ah! We can see flames superimposed over your face. I was in the war before I was wounded. Got wounded because I obeyed an order. From an idiot. <laughs> uh, well, I think if you want to use the full three rewrites to have an entire Korean War flashback, you can <laughs> you can break from his hypnotism. Do it, do it. Okay, <laughs> okay. We're at the end of the game. Do it. We'll jump right in there. Then. Okay. And what I wanted to do was 
Are you well? You've got I the painting. Smashed the hands. painting yes. down over his head. Oh, okay, Abbott and Costello style. Nice. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go for close combat and might then. I think while that happens, since his mm. attention is on Robert, Ziggy will try to walk up behind him and hit him on the back of the head with her tire iron. It worked last time, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Not only that, but I am going to take him down hard. <laughs> uh, gain three additional dice. Uh, Dixie, d- is there a quip you want to use? Uh, yeah, because he just walked out in his freaking hand robe, right? Yes. Nice outfit. Did your mom make it for you? <laughs> Ooh, get got a ten. Okay, so that's... Uh, so you gain two additional dice, Dixie. That's two, three on that. I got five successes. Oh, That was a lot Lord. of dice. <laughs> Five successes with a tire iron. So yep. yeah, if you uh, if you do a pretty <laughs> nasty wound with the painting as well, Rich, um, take we could out. see a rather unsatisfying end to the master. <laughs> Five successes. Yes. Okay. Well, between the two of you, that is definitely you gaining directorial control over the scene. Uh, there's, okay. there's, there's no point having the the wives get involved at this point because the master is whether we like it or not if not dead very nearly dead uh, so by all means uh, t- take your turns explaining the actions you take and why they are so devastating uh, after you Rick well I, well, I want to say that my action wasn't particularly devastating it shouldn't have been should it I, the painting went down over his head, boom, um, and the frame smashed up against him. You know, so I mean that might have been a little bit violent. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that it it rattled his concentration, leaving mm-hmm. him totally open for a tire iron. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like as as the camera is focused on um, uh, Robert doing the painting, and then kind of whips around in a very jarring way. It's not a good cut. No. Oh, a jump um, cut. Yeah, it, like, it's like it whips, whips over to Ziggy, who is just standing right behind him and just brains him. And, you know, she's, <laughs> she's getting pretty good with that tire iron. Maybe. Uh, I have to assume that she played softball or something at this point. Like, <laughs> we, we have the flashback now to you playing softball. That first time you hit, can you hit a strike in softball? Well, well the first time you hit a home run. Yes, a home run, that's it. So you, you hear in your head, it's a home run, echoing in the distance <laughs> as you collide Tyre Iron with the back of his skull. And the one uh, mystical element that I had added to this scenario uh, beyond his hypnotism was the magical power of the painting, which I have kept until last in Dorian Gray fashion. As the painting is destroyed and driven over his head and the Tyre Iron caves in his skull, making unnecessary fluids leak out the back of his head. <laughs> he starts melting like the Nazi in Raiders of the Lost Ark as the power of the painting, the power of Manos seeps out of him both bodily and spiritually. He lets out a ah, master noise as he <laughs> melts into a pile of gloop and we cut to lots of women looking very confused and relieved. Mm-hmm. God, I need a cigarette. <laughs> and so, in our epilogue, we are back on the road again. And we have eight wives sitting in the eight <laughs> seats of the Suburban. <laughs> it's a big car. No, it, it, they, 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 they really were huge cars. Yeah. 
Fortunately, Margaret was a nurse, and she managed to uh, <laughs> fix her husband's wound. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> we just left Torgo there to take care of the house while the master is away. Ah, as it were. Good, yes. <laughs> and, of course, as we drive off into the sunset toward the Valley Lodge, where the vacation can finally begin and the emergency services can be contacted, we cut back to the house. And who is rising from their semi-dead state? Well, it has to be Torgo, who is now the new master of, course. of the house. D- does he put on the robe? I think he has to, doesn't he? Yeah. Although he's yeah. lacking an eye now, so he will replace that with a hoof as well. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> So the the, the, the the music is that yeah zooming the, the in on Torgo yeah, yeah all flashing red and the trequel the third in this trilogy will be Torgo the Hooves of Fate yes. <laughs> I love it I love it and that concludes our Beyond the Grave tale yay. yay well thank you very much players for playing uh, it was a pleasure thank you very much listeners for listening. That was really fun. I hope this has been inspirational, or if not, a warning, you know, uh, (laughs) to any aspiring filmmakers out there. Yeah, this is how you do it, kids. This is how if if you follow this, write this up. You you can you can turn this into a script, and it will be huge. Yes, it's true. It's true. (laughs) It may even get riffed upon one day by the MST3K crew. You never know. Never know. Well, uh, is there anything anyone wishes to add? Not in praise of the game. You know, I'm not that ego hungry. Um, but in terms of they came from, as the month draws to a close and we say bye-bye to the they came from sale. Well, I mean, I, I think one of the things is, I mean, I've played I played one other they came from the, when we did the uh, they came from uh, Beyond the Grave mm-hmm. for way back in the day with B Dave and, and Dixie and the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and set in on a couple of things, but so this is only really the second time I've come into, it. I came into it with a, a character you dropped into our lap about 15 minutes before we sat down. Yeah. And we just had a great time. Like this was, this was, this was a lot of fun. Um, it was that easy to, to, to do it. It's that you, you, you know, you know, I love the quips part, just uh, just because I grew up on '80s movies. So you got to have your quips, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and so I just I just uh, have a lot of fun with uh, with anything we play in this um, this whole game line, uh, whatever the genre. Um, there's something in there that you can just be ridiculous with. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like as as we just did, we brought in character archetypes from other games mm-hmm. that were not Beyond the Grave. And it works just fine, which we talked about in our other episodes. You know, like you can really mix and match the archetypes by just giving them a little different coat of paint. Um, yep. Because mine would have been the like 80s wild child, you know, mm-hmm. in like a slasher movie. But instead, I just, you know, brought her back to be a 60s wild child. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Ziggy, yeah. Tyre, Iron, Defoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You may, you may have a future with the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, playing some kind of professional sport, I guess. When did they start doing the profiling? I forget when. Uh, I don't uh, know. With, with the uh, uh, Mind Hunter, when did when, when were they set? Uh, that is seventies, I think. 
was he just coming into the seventies though, mm. wasn't it? Because he was still dealing with like the hip, the hippie free love girlfriend and, and stuff. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember trying to remember the show. It's been a while. Yeah, since Manson I it. had just been locked up, and that was nineteen sixty nine. Uh, so it would have been, I think, the early seventies. Yeah, that was kind of who I, I had in my head for um, for the for for Robert was the guy who played the. Uh, more classic FBI agent, yeah. not uh, not uh, not King George. <laughs> and and I will uh, say, you know, as as we mentioned, we crossed this game over. The cinematics we used, although we used them sparingly, admittedly, were well. Um, I think we both were really lucky with our dice rolls. Yeah, like, I I rolled so many nines on this. That, that was three dice, and they. Yeah. Uh, all of them rolled nines multiple times. That's the thing. That's the way it goes. Sometimes I saw someone on the Onyx Part Discord saying they ran their first Beneath the Sea game and never had to use cinematics, and I thought that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. That a lot of the they came from variant of story path, I suppose, is is a toolbox. You use the bits you want or need to, and you don't use the others, and mm-hmm. it's it works any way you do it. Also, I have looked it up for you, and the Behavioral Science Unit was established in 1972. 72, yeah. So there we go. This is you could have you could join the FBI and get interested in that kind of stuff, and uh, and then I'll be like, what? That's not even real detective work. <laughs> <laughs> you just cuff them and beat them across the head with a tire iron. That's You'll the get way your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I just get straight 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 from this movie to, to Silence of the Lambs somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that will have to be our Silence, Silence of the Ziggy. <laughs> Silence still... of the hands. Yes, do you... Oh, do you still hear them, Ziggy? <laughs> Does, <laughs> do you still hear Torgo? Do you still hear the the hands? Do you hear them clapping? <laughs> but there's only one, one lone hand. Do you still hunger the sound for the tire iron? <laughs> <laughs> the same sound as a census bureau once made when I ate his liver. Chianti. Hmm. I will. Uh, I will never yeah, get but over except the for Doctor Lecter, it's Torgo. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Torgo talking. <laughs> you, have to, you have to go talk to Torgo in the asylum. <laughs> yeah, I think he would be Migs in this case. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, anyway, Mul- multiple, much multiple Torgo. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to go there. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, as I was saying, yeah. So we had cinematics from Beyond the Grave. We had an archetype from Camp Murder Lake. We had another archetype from Classified. It's all mixed up. It all works perfectly well. So listeners, if you want to cross over your they came from, I want to hear about it. Do post about it in the Onyx Path Discord. Uh, which is also a good place where you can find Dixie. Dixie, where should people go if they want to speak to you about uh, Manos they came from or anything else? <laughs> uh, the best place to talk to me about this stuff is, is the Onyx Path Discord. You can also find me on Twitter at Dixie Cyanide and most other places at that same handle. And what about you, Rich, if people want to speak to you about MST3K, Tire Irons, and Calipers? Uh, well, uh... Social media, Rich T at theonyxpath.com, and uh, the comments section of the Monday Meeting Notes blog is a good place. It's quiet over there right now, so if you post something, I'll probably answer it. And, they and by right now, we mean when this is airing. Whenever is this is. A while back. <laughs> yeah, ne- next week, it could be, who knows, an army of comments. You never know. Mm-hmm. It's, no, it's no, usually it's if we post something regarding Exalted that it becomes an army of comments. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, uh, they can find me on MatthewDawkins.com. They can find me on the Onyx Path Discord as Matthew Dawkins on Twitter at DawkinsMP. Thank you very much again, listeners. Thank you very much again, players. And with that said, many Thank words. you, Matthew. It's quite all right. Isn't it?
Many Worlds, one podcast.